0: Although I haven't listened to the lyrics on this, uh, in terms of what they actually mean, has anyone
1: actually done a bit of a? Nah, I haven't even looked at
2: what's them. He, what, what's he talking about?
1: Just the,
0: the
2: tone of his voice makes me dread looking at the lyrics, <laughs> <because, laughs> and that's not going to be a happy read.
3: I wonder if he took it and did the Dolly Parton thing and slowed it right down. <laughs> <laughs> <It's amazing. laughs> Good evening,
1: ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Movies, Music, and Madness. I'm Glenn, and I'm joined tonight with David, Martin, and Ian. G'day, boys.
3: You're right. <laughs> Kia ora. Happy Waitangi Day. Indeed. Thanks,
1: bud. Yeah, that's right. Waitangi Day for people who live outside of New Zealand, sort of a, like a national day in New Zealand. Um, yeah. yeah, just like any other day national day around the world. So I suppose that's, that's what it is. Um, tonight we have got something a little bit different. Um, tonight we are going to be looking at a classic album from 1977. Um, and the album's called Marky Moon by television. And that was prompted by the death of, um, Tom Verlaine recently. Um, and there's been loads and loads of, um, Oh, media and lots of write-ups about him, and as a as a in the band, and obviously that whole CBGB thing back in um, New York. Plus, him as an innovative guitarist. And it's to be fair, I mean, it's not something we've talked about television and CBGBs and stuff like that. So um, I thought we might have a yarn about it. Mm. Um, how familiar with television have you guys been before this week? Um, no the
2: name. I kind of heard like. Couple of tracks, but never really deep dived into the material.
0: Yeah, I knew they were massively influential on some of the bands that I have um, have uh, in my collection. So uh, Blondie, um, Talking Heads. So you know, so see some of the bands that were heavily influenced um, and playing there or thereabouts at the same time um,
1: as these guys. So
0: know them from that sort of angle. But in terms of that album, Glenn. Never heard of it before this
1: week. Awesome. What about you, In? You're, you're a guitarist, pretty damn good one. Had you heard of Tom right. Verlaine?
3: Never heard of them ever. Really? Not even one. Not even one song. And looking at David's background, mm. I know our listeners can't see it, but he's got like, a, is it like a billboardy kind of thing it's from the, the past? It's the it's the club in New York called the CBGB, CBGB the Country CBGB. Blue. Country bluegrass band bands. Um and that. that's
0: that's kind of the that was the place, mate, back in look at, the mid seventies.
3: Look at the look at the name lineup on it. You've got talking heads, Joan Jett, Television, who we're gonna talk about. Yeah, B fifty twos, Blondie, Ramones. That's a pretty good lineup there. Patti Smith, Bad Brains. Never heard of Bad Brains.
1: No, no, me either. And then there's Devo in there as well. Mm. So a whole bunch of sort of seventies alternative bands, Mm. which were super influential into the um, sort of alternative music. Oh, dare I say it? Sort of the sort of even mainstream music into the um, into the eighties and certainly into the nineties. After listening to a bit of television this week, I was like, "Wow, gosh, a lot of this." Um, my Pavement, one of my favorite bands from the 90s, sounds heaps like them, eh? It's, so it's, um...
0: a, it's a bridge between um, the punk rock of the early 70s and then the new wave of the late 70s. And you can certainly hear this album came out, what, 77? And you can yeah. see it's it's it it got a bit of both, right? So it's got the punk sort of vocal styling, but it's also got the jangly guitar. And, and the arpeggiated chords that you can hear coming through in the new wave stuff. It's what's, just... an, ape-
1: what's an arpeggiated what's an apeggiated chord? Because I have we're no idea what that's picking means. out
0: yeah we where he's picking out the notes of of a chord um in in line with the melody really. Um and as opposed to playing the whole chord as one. Um, and you can hear that in some of these tunes. And not
3: all of them but, and, and they're pretty so clean. Instead of instead of going he goes Dang, 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 dang. Like that. Right, okay. <laughs> Is yep. that right? Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I
1: don't, right, don't <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> can you play appetite things on a piano?
3: No. No, you can't do anything on a piano. All ah, right. <laughs> you can do chopsticks. <laughs> All right. That's just me I being bit, a I- novice.
1: I don't know what these terms mean.
3: I bet Martin can whack out a few mean appetiteos. He's been
1: known to. Oh, yes, yes. He, he nods his head slightly. No? Or I don't really know if he no. is or not.
2: It's a big thing on piano. You have to practice some pegs.
1: Ah, right. Okey-dokey. No,
3: his, his nickname is the Arpeggiator. His mate's, a, um, some,
1: what a name. The Arpeggiator. <laughs> the
3: arpeggiator. Terminator. Yeah. So what did you guys
1: think? Oh, uh, what did oh, you, oh. you know, um, te- <laughs> television, um, Marky Moon, um... Not Marky Mark, but Marky Moon. Um, what did you think of it? Well, that's what, seven or eight tracks long? Um, it's, longer, it's, man, it's long, phenomenal,
0: little... phenomenal album, honestly. Phenomenal album I from was, David Chan. I was absolutely blown away, especially by tracks three, four, and five. Those three, for some reason, really, really um, resonated with me. So that's, that's
1: Friction, Marky Moon, and Elevation. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I, I'll come to those later, if, if you like, but the the... The interesting thing is these guys are often paired with talking heads. So there's the big four, right? Which is really interesting because you've got Blondie, you've got um, the Ramones, talking heads, and these guys, the big four. And they kind of go in that sort of pairing. So Ramones slash Blondie, I mean, they're all different in their own ways, but you've got sort of power chords and more simplified punk coming from you know, from Ramones and Blondie, and then you got probably a little bit more sophistication, I think. And there's some jazz influence coming through, particularly in in this album. Um, heaps of here's another big word: syncopation.
1: There we go. All oh, right, okay. All heaps right, listeners. yeah? Of, okay, Martin. Heaps Martin, the jazz time.
0: coming through. Do you want to explain that, Martin?
1: Martin can you pl- please explain syncopation? Have, have I Pretty pronounced it, it right? It? Syncopation. syncopation, okay, yeah. I have no idea what that means.
2: Syncopation means playing off the beat. So rather than one, two, three, four, you might do one and a two and a three and a four. So you kind of play yeah, in between the notes. If you think things like Latin music or, you know, uh, salsa, rumba, and all of those kind of things, the syncopation is slightly different on each separate one. throw it in like one and two and three and right and it's where you kind of yeah where you put like your strong beats where where like the accents are the pulse of of the music as you're playing it
1: yeah cool brilliant everyone's nodding heaps of it coming through
0: in this album and and which was a bit interesting because i I was expecting this to be very much like the ramones stuff that i've got on cd
3: and it wasn't it was cleaner so less distortion
1: super clean hey
3: how many's in the band
1: it was only about four,
3: eh? Four-piece, yeah.
1: Yeah. Tom mm-hmm. Verlaine was a bit of a perfectionist, by all accounts, and he mm-hmm. had a particular sound that he was aiming at. And um,
0: but, but two lead yeah. guitarists, interestingly. So not a rhythm guitarist and not a lead guitarist, but two lead guitarists, and very similar to um, Jeff Beck and um, and Jimmy Page, right, back in the 60s, where you, you had the two lead dueling guitarists sort of and you can hear that coming through and mm. especially in track three. I, I thought that was really interesting that
3: they decided to go for that two guitar type two lead guitarist kind of makeup. Um you can never have too many guitars, really. Totally agree. I mm. yeah, no. <laughs> don't often agree with you, and but I agree on that one.
1: There was a there mm. was a hint of piano in there as well. It wasn't all just yeah, guitars, was, bass and drums. So there was a bit of variety, which I thought was pretty choice.
0: Mm. And the guitar work, particularly Tom's guitar work, is it's, um, what was it referred to? It was um, nightmarish,
1: spooky, nightmarish. Oh, I didn't really pick that up, but can then again, you, maybe can, a, I, a, can I give you an example? Yeah, okay. Yeah, go for it.
0: Listen to this. Here we go. Spooky, little bit spooky. Two pieces there. There's the background guitar. So it sounds like a slide, right, in the background. So there's that second guitar coming in. But then the, the actual note sequence that is using in that riff. Listen to that background guitar. This one. Ooh. Oh yeah.
3: And then. Oh. Oh, a bit spooky, it's isn't it? A bit
0: like, a bit like sort of Dracula or Frankenstein, right? So that.
3: I've got it. I've got that's Friction, right? The song yes. Friction, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've written it. I wrote my um, when I <laughs> listened to that for the first time, <laughs> I wrote the song Friction starts with the dreaded pentatonic riff that we all play when we first learn our first solo and we feel like Jimi Hendrix.
1: <laughs> Brilliant.
3: Thank you.
0: You want to explain the pentatonic scale, Ian?
3: It goes like that. (laughs) Pretty
2: much.
1: (laughs) It's music theory tonight with Martin, (laughs) David, and Glenn and Ian. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. Goodness me. Um, Yeah. No, I've, I've, for me, I I didn't pick up anything spooky, but then again, maybe I've listened to a lot of spooky guitars. But I mean, this certainly is, you know, kind of my subject. It's of it's very clever stuff.
3: It's clever the way they're playing. Why is it clever? Well, because like Dave said, there's there's a lot. They're kind of working against and together and behind and in front of. They're not just thrashing shit out. They're playing instruments and playing parts, which is I think is quite quite a hard thing to do. Especially I suppose if you're a punk kind of band and you just want to you know like the clash or something, you just sort of smash it out, right?
1: And these guys are certainly not hey they seem a bit classier. Mm. Um, they are. Now, bit um I actually thought the bass and the drums were fantastic all the way through, how tight that was oh, I thought yeah, it was yeah. fan- the, no, no, fantastic. The drums
2: are really interesting on this album. Why is that? The drum is called Billy Thicker. Um, he does a lot of fills, like little little patterns, but he does them in the weirdest places. Like, <laughs> you know, normally you kind of get, you know, if you think of me, it's almost like, you know, you've got your bars in music, but like the counting blocks that we use. And usually, you know, you go around like a cycle, it might be four bars or eight bars, mm. and then there'd be a little fill before you get to the next mm. section. But this guy's doing the fill on like the second bar or, Halfway through the third bar, and it's like it just is completely random as to where he kind of puts them in, but he does it in such a way that it does actually fit really, really well, um, and it does make it kind of really interesting to kind of actually listen to what that rhythm section is doing more. Um, that for me was actually one of the highlights of the album. Was actually listening to the album, to the to the drumming and the bass part on it.
1: I agree. I thought they were quite stellar. Eh? Um, I'd heard about, obviously, read about the clever guitars, which they were there. But I was um, um, sort of, I thought, wow, how cool was those? that uh, drums and that bass, hey. Eh?
3: I've I've made note of that as well. It's interesting that Martin picked that up, and I've written on Marquee Moon, which mm-hmm. yeah. is the what an epic album. track. That's the album name. Ten
0: right? Is that the ten minute job? Yeah. yeah. Mm.
3: And I thought this got a, it's got a real prog. Drum feel to it, yeah. so it's yeah, clever and just timings, yeah, really interesting on that. Yeah,
2: we, we talked a little bit about the bands that were influenced by television, mm. but it's it worth kind of having a look at the bands that influenced them, mm. um, going back further. And you know, from from what I've read, it was it was bands like Velvet Underground, 13 Floor Elevators, um, but also bands like the Birds.
0: Um, mm-hmm. and some of
2: like the Roger McGuinn kind of you know, surf guitar, guitar. working stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The a lot of guitar surf guitar. guitar. You
0: know.
2: yeah. Um, and the, the normally song... work with the two guitars and stuff or trading off each
1: other and stuff. Mm. Yeah. That, that Guiding light song um, I thought was a, it might have been a cover of a Velvet Underground song. It was that, that yeah. close, that close to it. Eh? And it was, the cl- I don't know, maybe it was the closest thing to a hit on the album. I think there, there were no hits on this. So yeah, we're really talking about quite a beloved critical album, but certainly no hits here.
3: I've got guiding lights as my favorite track. Actually, I thought it was a sweet sort of sounding. I thought it was really melodic. It's got melodic guitar riffs in that, which I, I Mm. like, you know, at the end of the song is really melodic. anyone, Anyone got it loaded up?
1: Yeah. Let's, let's have a listen
3: to the end part of the song. Got some beautiful right. guitar parts in there
1: hold up one moment please
3: mm.
0: townsend's a massive influence on these guys really yeah yeah on yep yeah, on tom he cites wow. townsend's yeah earlier work um power chords and his songwriting
1: yeah Sounds like velvet, eh? Yeah. All right. So it's near the end, you reckoning?
3: Yeah, go to the end and you'll hear the guitar parts I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah.
1: There again, look like at that bass man and the drums. Yep. Yeah. It's main name. Eh?
3: Well, it's, um, it's, it is mean, but it's, it's done on purpose. He's, mm. writ- he's written a riff and it's, that's what, <clears throat> that's, that was the part I liked. It's not just thrashing shit out, you know, it's mm. proper, that's very melodic. That's a lovely little riff. You there's, know, yeah.
0: there's, there's, there's stuff buried, right? If you, and I, there's stuff I couldn't hear. I was listening to my phone um the very first time what? and
1: what on your little speakers.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> so,
1: god, that's yeah, a terrible way to listen to something. Yeah, I was just
0: yeah, I've listened to it about half a dozen times since, but I've listened to oh my phone. Dear. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah. He's sort of getting a bit of an overview, and then I did it on the headphones and then put it on the stereo, and I was like this track here, which is the friction tune, but right at the end, just like Ian's so if you If you listen carefully, let me just bring this up here. There's a little counter sort of riff going on. There's little things going on that you just don't listen for it. Right, so you've got the distorted guitar on the right. I think it's on the right from where I am. But then you've got this little riff going on right at the front of the mix, but at the back you've got the loud distortion, so it's not easy to pick up. You
1: know,
0: really, really funky. Up, yeah. And that just comes in for like about 20 or 30 seconds of the song and then he just you know moves into something else. That came on and I thought, wow, that's a great little riff. I want to learn that. That's just a neat little... <laughs> Then he switches up, All right? Then
2: it's
1: gone. Really clever. And um, are you going to get the old Jaguar out and crank it? Well, surf guitar. Commercial.
0: Yeah, the Jags are not. Uh, yeah, they, they sort of go back to the surf guitar day. So while I'm sharing, these guys were massive influences for the script, right? See if you can pick who these guys are.
1: the ventures spot on
0: well
3: done 10 points to you the Ventures. Oh, 65. Oh, thanks guys yeah. Yeah. sound like alvin sound like alvin and the chick monks on speed was it alvin. was fast it is really
1: <laughs> fast <laughs> so martin did you like the record you know how you'd listen to that you'd heard of them obviously david yeah, david um, thanks phenomenal
2: i'll be honest his voice leaves me a bit cold.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I just,
2: I, I, can't, I can't gel with his voice at all. He's... But if it was an, if from listening from just like an instrumental side, I would love to hear an instrumental mix of this album without no, the vocals.
0: Martin, do you know? Because I've I done think a bit it of
2: would like up its game for me quite a bit. Do you um,
0: how they described his voice in a in a write up in '78, like a very intelligent chicken being strangled
2: it's pretty close <laughs> yeah I don't know if it was just strung out or or what but it, 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 like,
1: oof, it's like it's torture. so so uh, who was the singer
2: Tom 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 yeah. was the singer was he yeah yeah it's exactly. right. to <laughs> hey, but hey, yeah it's, here's the thing right I, I I appreciate it and I can see why it was influential for other people but yeah, it's not an album I could sit and probably listen to a lot. I don't think. Um, the one track that did stand out for me was actually the second track, is Venus. Oh yeah, I, I actually really enjoyed that, especially from a musical point of view. I thought the 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 riff and the the guitar playing in it were great. Yeah, I just liked the overall sound of that. Track.
0: Did you, did you think he sounded a bit like Jagger in parts, like on? Yeah, like a really really
2: yeah really strangled Jagger. Um, but I, got, I, also, like, I also heard, like, David Byrne in there quite a lot, you know. So oh, yeah, Totally. So I, like, yep, stole, yep. took it from him. But...
1: And Lou Reed. Yeah, yeah he has a bit of that
2: in there as well. Yeah, yeah, it's very, very New York.
3: I wrote, it reminds me of a singing lesson with Lou Reed, David Byrne, uh, and the guy from Midnight Oil.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 Peter Garrett.
3: Mm, there's no yep. Barbra and rich vocals in this mix at yeah, all might, yeah yeah he he well, you know, i think i th- i think that's part no i agree of with, charm, eh? but no, i right. agree with i agree with martin i'm i'm absolutely there i would listen to it probably once a year maybe twice but you've got to be in, i'd have to be in the right mood uh because his voice for me does starts to get on your tits it's like is it is it a good thing or a bad thing i don't think it matters that's just how they are mm. but you listen but, to um, the smashing
1: pumpkins and that guy's got not a great voice
3: well i listen to the violet Femmes and it's all yeah. very much uh, yeah. the same vein but it's just i don't know it's maybe i don't know it's just the sound of his voice kind of goes through me a bit it's, it's funny not- eh? hey there's,
1: there's a lot of these artists out there like i remember when i was younger i couldn't stand bob dylan's voice it's like far I'd rather hear a cover any day of the week. Mm. But as I got older, things sort of changed. I used to care, but things have changed, um, to quote the great man. But yeah, I mean, a lot of people hate Neil Young um, because of that voice as well. Mm. It's a funny old thing, eh? Uh, What resonates in your head. um,
3: Mm. For sure. It
0: is part of of the package though, isn't it? Because if you think about like the drums, what you're saying about the drums, Martin, the guitar work, um Ooh. often it's out of tune his voice goes out of tune right he almost he's purposely sort of doing it and it's is he or is yeah, it just him yeah. um... no 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 no
2: no, <laughs> I just, I no. Think it's very good i thought he was a very good <laughs> vocalist and, and i think it's actually that more than anything oh, all right recorded mostly live i think as well you know in that kind of oh, it? It was oh bloody hell marky, marky moon was actually one one take apparently
1: what really
2: yeah it was recorded on the first take
1: holy holy moly these guys are good players aren't they yeah in from a guitar yeah, a perspective
3: yeah. yeah yeah one takes really is that the what well, is that the album or just that song
2: no just that song the 10 minute one wow.
3: damn yeah it's not bad you just hate to be the guy that drops a note on like eight minutes 50 yeah. right you're like oh fuck. <laughs>
2: Especially if it's just after all the solos. Uh,
0: Did anyone else get vibes of something a bit more modern and recent? And I think we might have even covered on a previous podcast um, from track four. Uh, Track four? Yeah. Absolutely. Elevation. This one. Yeah. Spandau Ballet. True. Where might you have heard that before? Something a lot very pool similar. in
2: there as well. Oh, there? totally. Yeah. Love pool. That's what I got.
0: <laughs> I was listening to that thing, and I've heard that
3: somewhere. Keep it plain, and you'll hear it, you'll hear it true by Spandau Ballet as well. Are you serious? Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Play it. You'll hear it.
1: All right. Let's have a listen. Here
0: we go.
3: Nice bass. yes yeah, it's, it's in a minor key but it's pretty much there <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll put it this way uh,
0: I
2: know uh, this <laughs> it's true, true. Uh, uh,
0: yeah someone yeah. write into gary kemp and tell him we've we've figured them out they plagiarized television um, i'll tell you what i, pref- I, I prefer that
1: you. i prefer that song elevation to that ghastly u2 one I, oh. I was just
2: gonna say that apparently they were a big influence on u2 and just looking at that i'm pretty sure you U2 obviously did have the song elevation And I'm pretty sure they had a song called, I think it was Blinding Lights or or rather than, it might have been Guiding Light, actually.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they did Tove.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, listen, you know, Edge probably Mm -hmm. just
1: slapped on a few effects and then went, hey, I can play television. Yes. Um, Yes.
2: Actually, going back to to the arpeggio thing, right? If you look in the dictionary under arpeggio, it just says, listen to the Edge. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Yeah, that's an arpeggio.
3: All
1: right. Uh, who knew they can make a joke about a pitch? You know? Amazing. Fantastic. That must be that,
3: late. That must be later You 2 stuff you're talking about. Yeah. Than the earlier stuff. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yes, which is ironic because the earlier stuff is the punky stuff. Yeah, <laughs> but, totally. <laughs> but, you know, that doesn't come across at all as an influence. But, yeah, It just like yeah. the later stuff apparently, yeah. Pretty sure yeah, they did a the song about the Ramones as well. They did a tribute to the remains on one of the oh, albums no. so. Oh, well,
1: they write what they know, I suppose. Um, Ian, you were going to share something.
3: Oh, yeah, share? well, it was – I was going to – actually, David got it, Yeah, that little riff, but I uh, I feel quite embarrassed, actually, because I actually – I wrote a bit of a review, but – Yeah, I go for it, much, man. I, I, well, I'll conclude my review because we've pretty much covered most of the stuff, but mm. – um, yeah, I, I, f- I feel a little bit embarrassed because uh, the, the, the funny thing is that like I obviously have no knowledge of this band at all, apart mm. from when I pressed play the other day and I have listened to it about three times. So I didn't know anything about the band or the style or the year or the era, etc. nothing. So just going straight in there, cold feet, and I know that Glenn, David... Martin, I've known Glenn and David a long, longer than I have Martin, but they've always been kind of up there with the newest sort of stuff, not afraid to give it a little whirl. I don't oh, imagine, yeah. I would imagine always. Martin's the same, you know, just having a dabble after the shows that we've done. But, uh, so yeah, I actually thought it was a modern album. Really? Now how weird, yeah. Yes. How weird that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I put no, it on, no, no. that's cool. Yeah. I oh. thought this was slight like from 2019, 20 ish
2: yeah yeah i'll give it that because it 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 does sound indie like especially the first sight. if you listen to it it sounds like Mm a 90s indie band
3: Mm -hmm. Um, well yeah it's pretty much every band that i've heard live around taranaki in the last four three or four years basically want to sound like this they're like a kind of garage rock
0: i was just gonna say that ian I was just gonna yeah. say the garage band revival of the yeah. early two thousand. You
3: know? Yeah.
0: Yep. The strokes, those guys, you know, it's all fairly mm. similar types of sort of post punk. It's got you can definitely hear the influence, but it's not punk. And I'd be interested to know what you guys think about this side of the Atlantic, the punk scene versus what was going on back in the UK around about this time. Because they're different, aren't they? Oh
2: yeah, totally. They're mm. very I mean, this, different. This to me is is infinitely more interesting because there's just much more variation and, and it's got more of a hybrid of styles. Whereas mm-hmm. the UK was just people gobbing on each other, basically. You know? So it was...
0: But it was also a... Um, <laughs> culturally...
2: It was,
0: oh, <laughs> it, it was thatch, Thatcherism basically yeah. um, brought out this sort of counterculture of um, hating the establishment. And, you know, punk sort of came from the... You know, it was born out of that sort of ethos. Whereas over the other side, they didn't have that, but, and and quite a different approach to it. Although, I haven't listened to the lyrics on this uh, in terms of what they actually mean. Has anyone actually done a bit of a...
1: No, nah, I haven't even looked at them.
0: What's he, what,
2: what's he talking about? Just the, the tone of his voice makes me dread looking at the lyrics. <laughs> <readers because, laughs> and that's not going to be a happy read.
3: I wonder if he took it and did the Dolly Parton thing and slowed it right down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe,
1: I certainly got what the message was on the last track, which is Torn Curtain. That's definitely a breakup song. Total breakup. Just, yeah, that, that's just, I've been dumped. Boy, I've just dumped you. That, that's a, it's a super obvious, usual thing.
3: Mm.
1: Fall in love song, breakup song, you know.
3: This just reminds me of... Like a poor man's version of Sweet Child of Mine. Which is Venus. Yeah, it's like a little. It's like a little bit of sweet child of mine, eh? Did you get it? Yeah. Yeah. And then he comes in and just fucking ruins it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a Gosh. bit like A bit like Axel. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, exactly. There's, a, there's another vocalist that is, you know, you could love or you either like it or you hate it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, how intriguing. But yeah. I don't know, arguably, this is a little bit more clever, though, isn't it? I don't know. I wouldn't have a clue. I like Sounds his, fun, anyway. I,
0: I, I like his vocal styling. Yeah, think suits, I didn't mind it the, either. suits the record and certainly um, adds to the edginess of what you're listening to. It's kind of like, eh, where is this Joker going with this? Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, me and my wife we were listening to it this afternoon. That's pretty damn good, eh? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I agree. I thought I enjoyed it too. So I definitely gave it two thumbs up as well. So. We enjoyed it putting a spin on it for a couple of you know, a couple of listens. It was good. I'd definitely go back and even consider buying it too.
0: Yeah. It's it's apparently um a, a departure from what they'd previously done. I haven't listened to anything before or after this album. I don't know. No, any no. of you guys checked out any no. of the earlier or later stuff?
2: No, I was I was reading it but I only did two albums, I think. Like really? that point. Yeah. The second one was the this was the first, I think. And the second one's called yeah. Adventure. Right. And apparently to tone wise it's very different and it's a lot more keyboardy but yeah. I, haven't, oh, wow. I haven't listened to it at all um and then they kind of disappeared and, and split up and then they kind of reformed in the i think in the 90s and did something and then again in the noughties so yeah they you know so
0: so why do we think they never made it big like talking heads well, well i
1: don't have any there's,
2: television there's, no, hit.
3: Out, there's no hit there's no Tele- hits. Television there's no... Went out
2: but you know what it wasn't it wasn't hit in the in in europe it was just in the states it didn't it didn't hit its mark but in the in the uk and, and across europe it actually did all right i think it you know oh but it, well I mean, loved it's not a it, like it, huge album or anything you know it was i think its total sales were like eight hundred thousand or something
1: what was the um what was the the, the british um uh, music critic kent what was his name Nick Kent, I think it was, he wrote for the NME and uh, I think there was a headline, um, Nick finds the next greatest band or something, and it was relating to television, but it just, you know, didn't sell no. Um, in, in comparison to, you know, those other bands, which arguably probably had more more appeal, you know, let, let's be uh, fair, what would you rather listen to? Would you, yeah. What would you more, would you, would you go to a, uh, would you go to a Blondie show or a television show? go to Blondie, go to Blondie.
3: It's all relevant because you have, even though it's 1977, we're going back in time. Hmm. You know the um, I suppose if you whack on Spotify, Ed Sheeran, and then wait for a wait for the algorithms, there'll be eight million dudes that sound like Ed Sheeran probably maybe not as popular as him, but I guess it was exactly the same back then. You've got so many huge Hmm. names and bands. Holy shit. I mean, like the Ramones and all those ones talking hits The the op, the choices must've been cool, man. And I guess maybe they just didn't cut the mustard in, you know, in America, as as you're saying, but you know, uh, the reason why
1: split
2: up the first time around
1: what was that, personal differences?
2: They uh, they went on tour, uh, supporting Peter Gabriel. <laughs> and apparently, apparently just uh, the, the whole vibe of it just was like, well, I wouldn't have... heads like it didn't, wow. didn't work at all for oh. them. And they, <laughs> they just cracked under the pressure of it all already and just, Really? Like, they didn't want to do it, apparently. They, they were kind of forced into doing it by the record label. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, it just wow. didn't really...
1: So I again, have... you've got to remember these guys were probably quite young, eh? Oh yeah, I imagine and...
2: they were in the twenties, I think, early twenties, yeah.
3: maybe. Yeah, yeah. On the album cover, they uh, to me they all just look really sick. They look like is, smack- it... they look yeah. like smackheads. I
2: thought it was it... the Walking Dead or something.
3: <laughs> 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 Classic album, but
1: terrible cover. Totally. It, really, it isn't a great cover, is it? No, uh, no. Oh. You know.
0: That was the that was what was, I mean, back then. I mean, the Ramones were famous for punch ups on stage, right? They could never get through a whole set without them and having a Barney at each other. Um, and you know, talking heads, well, we know what happened there, you know, like three years into their success, they decided to make albums secretly on the side, (laughs) 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 not not say anything. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of cool as well. It's rock and roll. Man. I mean, it's kind of what it is, right? But I wouldn't have put Peter Great Gabriel as being the headlining act for these guys. I mean, who? Where did that come from?
2: Well, he was a name, you know. They weren't at that time. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But it,
0: but the genre.
2: What? Yeah, I, God I, knows. I think I they thought think well who the hell do what the hell do we categorize Peter Gabriel under when he's doing all this stuff with his African rhythms and all kinds of weird stuff in like yeah. 1977 and then they're like who the hell can we put like some <laughs> because they don't fit into any category either so it's like well, yeah i just think yeah. both again just like yeah you know.
1: and and maybe that's it they were at the you know wrong place wrong or well, right place but wrong time mm. yeah uh, yeah, very well, nice. It's
0: it's the um the Ramones um famously when Talking Heads was still to be discovered um they opened for the Ramones at CBGB and who's the lead singer for the Ramones? Who's the
1: Joey. oh that was Joey, yeah
0: Joey um was asked by the the guy that runs the club, is it okay if these guys open for you uh, again? And he goes, oh shit, yeah, they were. They, they were rubbish, get them back on. <laughs> the, crowd, the crowd will be they'll be they'll be chomping it for, for us to come up and save them. And of course we know what think, happened
2: um, in the end. But yeah. I think Didi Didi Ramon was a huge fan. Like it was it was always in front like the front row watching them. Yeah, yeah. So
0: what, a, what a time and place.
3: It's quite all interesting. Right. You know, all those iconic bands. When I think of those like uh if I think of on that list here, like Joan Jett, Blondie, The Ramones, B-52s. I don't really think I've listened to many full albums of all those classic bands, just mainly the big hits, even like The Clash, um, like compilation albums, which I love because they had some bangers, man. But like proper full albums, you know, I need to delve into a little bit of that sort of stuff, that, that time period, I think
2: for me, like the, the more commercially kind of tinted ones were the ones I kind of went more towards. Although Talking Heads I love, I love Blondie, love B-52s. Um, the one on there, probably a bit controversial, I cannot stand is Patti Smith. Like, horses, mm. for me, I tried so hard to like the album and it just bored the shit
3: out I don't know any of her stuff. Her? her? Yeah. He? Who? Her. Her. I don't even know who that is
1: yeah i, yeah. I have to agree with you on that one
2: and she she apparently had a thing with tom Verlaine. they were an item for a while uh... and he played guitar on now so, oh right okay. You know? okay i'd just like to say that you know even though it was an album i didn't overly enjoy i've really enjoyed this episode doing a deep dive on just one album and i think it's something mm. we should do more of yeah you know? we know we've, we've kind of banded the idea around about doing dark side when it comes up for the anniversary of that but oh. I would be really keen to keep this going and just do a deep dive into like one particular album every now and again at least yeah yeah. yeah
1: yeah yeah. it has been quite fun actually. I've quite mm-hmm. enjoyed it um and it wasn't too hard to get through which you know
3: made it quite sweet as. Eh? I would like to yeah. I'd like to add that um huh, Spotify gave me maybe the worst song I've ever heard in my life when I was listening to this is in just as about four or five songs afterwards, because I let it run over mm, and yeah, it yeah. was a guitar version, acoustic guitar version of hammer to fall by queen. Oh, oh my <laughs> Jesus Christ. It was like a Paco, you know, ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, well. <laughs> it was so bad. Never listened to an instrumental oh, of Hammer ooh. to Fall, ever. That's not
1: good. I don't, don't really want to. No. <laughs>
3: that was the highlight of my week.
1: Brilliant. I think we'll definitely edit that in. That's it. All
2: Just got right. an outro song
1: for this. <laughs> <laughs> no. I think we'll outro it with a bit of Marky Moon, wouldn't you? let's yeah. do that eh? Hmm. yeah i think so i gotta say glenn right. good
0: choice of an album mate really really good choice because it's
1: well, so- like only because i was reading so much about it and i thought oh what the heck i'll see if you guys um like
3: i, know I anything about it. It. i would have i would give it for for the listeners that that know that i like my rock and blues or whatever i mm-hmm. would give the album for me seven out of ten no,
1: that's yeah. high. That's Pretty awesome. Good. Yeah, that's equivalent like a, of like a four out of five. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Nice. I I agree. Go one, I'd... So I'd go one. i go
2: six.
3: Yep.
1: Bang on, eh? Yeah. So, yeah, quality result all round, I think. Okay. Well, it's
3: well, definitely worth a check out for sure. I Definitely agree. worth a all check right. out. Yeah.
1: There you go, listeners from the Music Movies and Madness crew. We rate this particular album as definitely thumbs up from Middling thumbs up to two thumbs up um, and everything in between so um definitely go and check it out um yeah for all those syncropations. Syncropations, am i right no not syncropations. no no we'll let you uh, keep saying that way
0: no 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 oh, <laughs> you're God. fine you're fine
1: and all those other good top tips as well so thanks for listening everybody um see you again soon Egeo. Syncopation. <laughs>